What's up, you psychos? Once again, it's fucking raining, so there's going to be the ticking and tacking of rain on my AC. I was just outside having to smoke in the little front corner huts because it's the only place that's actually safe from rain. We've talked about this before in the show. But what happens? I go out there. There's a cop literally parked with two cops outside in front of me. And they're talking to a school bus driver for I don't know what reason. They're just sitting there. I'm like, well, I can't smoke now. Because if you go outside in New York and smoke, not that, I mean, maybe they wouldn't have even done anything. But either way, you go in public and light up a joint, people will surround you somehow. They'll just show up. There'll be cops. There'll be kids. School buses full of kids looking at you. And you're like, oh, no, I wasn't. I'm not trying to do this. I just was trying to smoke it alone. So I had to wait like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, keep checking. Like, is this cop going to go? And they finally left so I could finally smoke. And now we're back in a free country. There's a plane above me as we speak. I've been cutting the planes out, but sometimes I'm in the middle of a beautiful rant and there's a fucking plane above me and I just... Then I can't cut it because you'll hear it. So... Either this whole chunk is getting cut or it's staying. I don't know. We'll see how lazy I am in editing. But I was finally able to smoke. What a wonderful world. I've been getting into this new weird, uh... Maybe it's not new. Maybe I'm just... It's, it's new to me, but it's Cheaters Caught Red-Handed on YouTube. Obviously, the show Cheaters has been a, a great, wonderful, hilarious show. There's been video footage of people being caught cheating. That's a thing already, obviously. But there's now YouTube, which, you know, compiles all the greatest moments of things like this. And... I'm going down a rabbit hole. This is amazing. People catching each other and like streaming it in this in like it's also like a bold shot you're taking because if you're wrong, if you're if you think this person's cheating on you and you're wrong somehow and you try to live stream a gotcha moment, it might not work out great. But I mean there's some people got some balls. In this one video I just watched, this kid's dad was hooking up with his girlfriend. And so he streams himself catching the dad lying about like where he is he's sitting with the girlfriend they're filming it and then he like goes up and pours a bucket of water on him i don't know how that's gonna end up i don't think that's the end of it i mean what kind i mean the kid was also it wasn't like it wasn't grown-ups the kid looked like maybe he was in college it was he probably might still live with his dad it's very disturbing but that's the other weird thing is like so many of these videos of this of these cheaters caught red-handed are disturbing but it's also meant to be kind of funny i, I mean it is exhilarating if you know what, if you want to feel the the rush of blood of what it feels like to be cheated on, then watch these because it does give you that rush when people get caught or called out. There's some interesting maneuvers people do, I've noticed, at least on these videos. One mega move people do, they just turn their head slightly. Someone calls them out, someone goes, you cheated on me. They just kind of turn their head slightly. So they're not saying yes or no. They're acting kind of like a dog where they like look away and hope that you'll forget. It's very strange. It's, it's a maneuver, though, people do, where they just they keep turning. Like, if they spin around and they can't see you, like, they're not going to have to answer this question or not. It's a, it's a hilarious maneuver when you watch it, because you're like, what's the end game? You think the person's going to forget about the question they're asking you eventually? And you're like, got out of that one. I spun around enough. I think it just it's over. If, if, someone, if you've cheated on someone and they ask you whether you cheated and you just spin around... I think that's an admission. It is really weird, too, that people have the ability to film themselves calling someone out and not lose their shit because there's different reactions. Some people are really pissed off, but there's a lot of people who are kind of laughing as they're catching someone. It's another interesting vibe I've seen. Maybe it's anger. Maybe, you know, that's being expressed in a different way. But there's a lot of these things where it's like the person stayed really cool during it. And I, 
I can't relate to that. There's obviously ones people are crying and stuff, but it's like I still have the the, the theory that if you have the wherewithal to film yourself crying, then there, there's a little bit of performance going on, no matter what. And and all these things, these videos of shoot shot, there's performance going on because a lot of them are them pretending like they don't know for half the thing and then tricking them. Pretty funny. There's some fake bullshit ones too, and that's annoying. It's like obviously you put together your friends and made this dumbass thing that's like you hope go viral, and I guess it did go viral, but. Those are very boring. The best ones are, are the ones that are so authentic. Because the other the other reaction of people that are cheating is full denial, even when faced with, like, they'll be caught in a bed with someone, and they'll say, this, I, I didn't I didn't do anything. It's, it's not. No, it's not. They'll have, like, naked pics of someone else on their phone, and they'll go, it's not. I didn't do that. That's not true. Just saying it's not true when it's sitting in front of you, being held in your face. That's not true. The only positive note I can take away from these cheaters caught red-handed videos is that it is wildly diverse. Like, the, the range of people that are cheating on each other and with whom they're cheating on each other with is wildly diverse. It's, an, it's like, I guess that's a good sign. I mean, it sucks that these people are cheating, but it's, 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 a, it's an equalizer. It's like, oh yeah, it looks like everyone of every race, creed, color, gender concept it's shitty. Everyone sucks. That's what this podcast is about, and I'm here to prove it. The humans of this earth don't deserve the earth. I say we evict evict all humans from the planet. That might sound like a call to end all life on the planet. I didn't say that. I said evict them. Send them into space. See how they fare out there. Another weird thing I noticed on these Cheaters Caught videos was it seems like there's a lot of people, and I don't really follow TikTok or anything, I, in fact, I hate that shit, but it seems like there's a lot of people that have many, many followers and that they reveal their, like, secrets to, but somehow, like, the husband or the wife or, or the girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever it is, won't be a follower, apparently, because they won't know, like, the, the crowd will know. Like, I just watched one video where a woman was like, all my followers keep saying they want me to confront my girlfriend about cheating on me. And so it's like, so you've been telling your followers about that you know this and your girlfriend must not follow you on this platform and obviously not or else she would know. So I was just very confused by like, you're really risking the person finding out if you're telling this in this big public platform and you have a lot of fans. I mean, like, doesn't anyone that knows your girlfriend follow you and would they would hear like, oh, she's talking about you. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Maybe these are relationships where they're like, it's contingent on not following each other on TikTok. And I guess I support that because like any relationship you're going into, if you're going to follow each other on TikTok, then you're kind of guaranteeing a divorce. You're guaranteeing you're going to be very unattracted to each other because you're going to see like, oh, this is how this person's mind works. They're trash. So I guess I do get it in that respect if the person doesn't follow. But I just figure like if I was dating someone and I cheated on them and then even if I don't follow their social media, someone I know must. And if they're talking about that I cheated on them, how would that not get back to me? I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I'm playing into what they want, which is like, what's the story here? Maybe I'm the ultimate victim of TikTok. Or maybe these people are all just idiots by not following the people that they're spending their lives with, not even being having any information. Because they get caught in these hilarious scenarios where it's like, well, you just got live streamed and outed as a piece of shit. There was one I watched that was so great. It was it looked like a wedding ceremony. I'm not sure. Maybe it was just like a kid's party. But everyone was very dressed up like tuxedos, big
big dresses as a pregnant woman. There's a man in the mic talking about his wife, how much he loves her and stuff. And then he's, he's like, it's taken so long to, to get this information. And he pulls out this file and he's like, my doctor has given me the proof that my son is not mine. And he slams it on the table. And there's like family around. There's grandparents, there's parents. Everyone, like, they don't die for the information, but everyone is very, like, interested in, is this true? And the woman starts protesting, saying, no, that's not true. And, the, and then the guy pulls out a photo of her, sl- not sleeping with, but, like, making out with his best friend who is there, who is potentially maybe that baby's father. And this is all on camera, and it's just like this elaborate ceremony to call this person out in the most public forum. And it's... I love it. This is the kind of scenario I love to watch, and I get that, like, you know, there, to, to any scenario, there's there's a bigger story. Like, maybe maybe in that scenario, that husband is a piece of shit, and it's not... I mean, you know, there's so many variables that, that would affect how you view who is the victim in any given scenario. But when it comes to, like, pretending someone is someone else's kid, you go, ooh, that sounds... I mean, maybe it's not a crime, but I feel like it's a crime. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I watched another one that was kind of the same thing. A guy got a DNA test and found out the, his girlfriend and what he thought was his son is not his son. And uh, he was like, you know, we get out. We're not, we're not, you have, like, he said, you have a month to move out. And I was like, that's pretty gracious too. I mean, I guess it's a, a, a person, a child. It's not like get out in the street, obviously, but it's like, so you're going to like live in a house with this person for a month when the reality is that you've just found out that they've been lying about that this is your child? Pretty interesting. Also, full denial on that part. The woman was like, no, it's not true. This DNA is not true. It's not true. That's the thing is you really do have to have such powerful truth. Because if you, like if that guy was wrong, if he didn't have DNA or if, if, it, if it was just like some belief he had, and you make that call, you might be wrong and be uh, kicking your wife and child out. So you know what they say, folks. Make sure you got the proof, okay? Also, if you're in a relationship that, that lives upon TikTok, like you and your boyfriend do, like or girlfriend do, uh, the games of TikTok, put your hands up, do a thing, count, say this. If you do that kind of stuff, then I guarantee you you're both being cheated on. There's no way around it. If you're a TikTok couple... You're cheating on each other. Your life consists of this online fake world and persona. You're getting hit up all the time. Especially if you have a, tons of followers and shit. It's like, come on, guys. If you've got a girl or a guy who lives in their phone, guess what? They're having a great time in there. And you're not invited. You know, I hate to make blanket statements, but I will. And also, I don't hate to do that. So I'm going to keep doing it. If your partner lives in their phone, like really lives in their phone, keeps that shit also secret, keeps it locked down... You're being cheated on. I mean, even maybe only in a cybertronic way, but you know what I'm saying? Like people that live in that world, if that's where you've invested your time is the, into this portal, then yeah, people are hitting on them. There's, I mean, and that's not cheating, but I'm just saying they're living their own separate little fun life in there. That's just how it goes, folks. So I'm saying get out there, take your partner's phone, throw it in a blender. Don't even find out. Don't even look into it. Just know and kick them out of their house. Say, get the fuck out of here. You probably re- you probably cheated on me. And they'll say, what are you talking about? And you'll say, I listen to Asher's podcast. What he said was, everybody cheats. That's not what I said. I said everyone on TikTok cheats. So if you're dating someone that's on TikTok, 
dump them immediately. Because the reality is they are single. You just you just haven't accepted it. That's a that's a cool motto. TikTok is for single people only. Cybertronically single. What a beautiful world we live in. So it's raining outside, it's sick out here. Nothing cool going on. Pretty dark times, honestly. Two nights ago, I was uh, starting the FMT, movie, uh, Friendship Movie Theater, uh, nightly movie watch, where we watch movies. Me and my friends watch movies uh, and make fun of them. And I was starting it, and I was eating a gummy. I wish it was a gummy bear, because a gummy bear sounds funnier. But it was just like a, 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 true, a fruit. It was a true, true. It was just like a fruit gummy thing. And it wasn't weed, but it did break a tooth. And I spit it out and I go, oh shit. And then I was like, okay, now I gotta watch this movie and have fun and try not to be in a bummer mood now that I have a new $5,000 bill on my hands that involves my skeleton breaking again. Let me tell you the story of this tooth. This tooth I broke on a Skittle like two years ago at Hal Dane's house. It was actually at Matilda, his sister's house. We were there hanging out. There were some Skittles. I ate one and I just a tooth just broke there. And I was like, Oh, and it was the same thing. I was hanging out with my friends. I'm like, okay, I don't want to go. I'm not going to go home and be in a bummer mood now. Like, you know, you can't do anything about it. So it's, I mean, you will eventually, but you can't do anything about it in the moment. So just like, okay, we'll just just hang out and try to have fun. Try not to think about that. I just shattered my fucking tooth on a Skittle. And I know what you're thinking. Asher, it's your fault for eating Skittles when you're 30, at that point, 33 or 34. How old am I? I'm 35. I would have been 34. So 34 is too old to eat Skittles. What about eating it every night? Is that bad? Because that's my life. I got fucked up teeth. But either way, I broke this tooth on a Skittle. Got it fixed. Thank God. I mean, it was expensive. It was a root canal. It was a crown because I got fucked up teeth because I eat Skittles. But uh, I got it fixed. Thank God. And then two nights ago, it came out because of a gummy. Also, it didn't just come out. The thing broke. It was It was like there's a problem because I went in today for them to check it out, and uh, they were like, no, this, the, the part that the crown was holding on to broke off. The part of your tooth that was that it was able to attach to is shattered. So you have no option now except to fully extract the tooth and put a, what's it called, a fake one in, an implant. And I was like, okay, um, that sounds traumatic to my mouth. It doesn't sound fun. It sounds like an old person thing. But you know what, Asher? We gotta do. What we gotta do. We're we gonna stay in this world, or are we gonna get out of this world? And then they sh- and then they explained how much it would cost. Uh, it'd be like five grand to get one implant. And I go, all right. And then I walked out because I don't have any money. I don't have a job. So now I have this just uh, shattered remainder of a crown like attachment sticking out of a tooth, just is hanging in my mouth. And the only option is. To raise five thousand dollars, like I'm in an Adam Sandler movie, like there's, there's got to be like a contest where I raise, I raise just enough to fix my goddamn face. So now uh, this podcast is gonna have to raise five grand. That's the only way around it. I have at least five listeners. Yeah, the five, and I know the five don't have any money. That's why we have to, guys, you have to spread this podcast to the community at large because everyone who listens doesn't have five grand to give me, but someone out there does. Someone's uncle has five grand to loan me so I can stay in the game, if you know what I mean. I did wake up the day after this tooth thing fell out, 
Because I was looking at it, it was like, it looks bad. It's like, ooh, this is not good. And at that point, I was also convinced it was just a filling that came out. I, or, or I didn't know how bad it was. I was like, they can reattach this. And I talked to a couple of friends, and they were like, don't, what are you, ta- don't come, what are you talking about? It's just a filling that popped out. And then when I went in, obviously, it was not that. It's something very, very expensive. So I command those friends to cover this new tooth, this fake tooth, or else I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some metal jagged stitch. I mean, I I can just get it extracted in theory by like a dental student for cheap, um, and then just be missing a tooth Johnny Depp style. But Johnny Depp's life is not something I envy at the moment. So I'm trying to figure out a way to avoid that. It is a really weird weird thing to accept because this morning when I woke up I was convinced that I had jaw cancer I was like when I go in they're gonna say oh shit you you got something really bad going on in here and so and I, so going to the dentist I thought I have three days to live or I, I you know maybe a week or something but like after this dentist business I'm gonna get on a plane go see my family say my goodbyes because because it's over there's no way or maybe they'll have to remove my whole jaw and I'll live in this other world of like of you know medical isolation away from everything I ever wanted to do in this world. Um, and so when I go in and they, they tell me it's not that it's, you just, the tooth is fucked and we have to extract it, but you need a, you need a fake one or whatever it's called implant. And all of a sudden I completely forgot about the thought that I was going to die. And I was just like, now I'm, f- no, I'm fucked because of this. I didn't even remember that I was afraid I was going to die. I was just like then walking out of the dentist office because I did just, you know, they didn't do anything. They just told me what this is. is. So walking out, I was like, well, I'm fucked. I, like, this is the most absurd bullshit. Like, I just have to walk around missing a tooth and having this metal shit sticking out. Like, I'm never going to kiss a human again. I'm never, I was like, I'm just probably going to get infected. I'll probably die in a month. So it's just like one straight worry to the next, which is good to keep it, I mean, to keep it level, you know, to keep myself grounded in fear. It's not what I want, but it's what I am. So I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I definitely woke up this morning feeling in a dark... It was just like, should I kill myself? I mean, and not to worry anyone. I'm just saying, like, in in a financial aspect, I was like, how much money am I going to pour into this thing, this thing being me, um, that seems to be a lemon? I, and I get the vibe when I see doctors sometimes where they're looking at me and they're like, I'll ask them, like, is there anything that can be done? And they give me this look like, buddy, the car is totaled. What are you doing? You're like, you, you could pour more money into it, but uh, you're dead meat. And they don't say that, but it's just a look I get um, whenever I'm like, could this be corrected? They're like, <laughs> uh, what's the point? What's the point, buddy? I get bad posture. I try to, like, wear back braces and stuff and asking doctors about it. And they're like, well, you know. They're just, you know, you're not going to live that long. What's the point of doing that? And it's like, buddy, you're supposed to tell me I am going to be okay. G- give me some placebo shit here. Oh, yeah, this is great. At the dentist today, when I got there, there was this nurse woman who was uh, doing the, I guess, pre-stuff, um, pre-checks and temperature check and all the COVID kind of stuff, and then, like, sat me on the chair. She said, are you, do you play music? And I was like, uh kind of used to but not in a way that you would know me or anything and she goes you got a cool style and I was like what because I look horrible you guys can't see me but let me explain something I'm a man who's balding so I've decided to shave my only remaining hair into a perfect square in the back of my head so like it looks like I'm laying on a square pillow when I lay on the back of my head 
just a, a square hair, square haircut. I'm wearing like a hoodie. I have a big beard. I look like I just like I like I just got out of a cult like yesterday. I look weird, but not in a cool way. She said she goes, "You look kind of hardcore." For myself. For my friends. And I was like, "Hmm." But I'm she's saying it and she's saying she she's like very much complimentary about it. She's like, "I like that. It's like very it's very cool." And I was like, "Okay." And then she keeps asking like, "So what'd you play or like what'd you do?" And I'm like, "What is this person buttering me up for? Like what are they about to tell me I'm going to die? They haven't even seen me yet." But eventually she tells me she thinks I'm a good-looking guy and is it's very like she's very much hitting on me. And I was like, "This is the weirdest thing that it's only the only people that will hit on me are the people that say, say things that are so offensive to me." She said, you look like you don't care about what anyone thinks. And I was like, I know that's meant as a compliment. But what I'm hearing is, you look like an idiot and you don't care, so that's cool. Which, I mean, I guess I do. I mean, I look like an idiot. Because uh, I chose this haircut. But I didn't think anyone would bring it up, honestly. I didn't think it would be seen that, I don't know, I just... But it's New York. People have weird haircuts. Maybe I, maybe it's a religious thing. Maybe it is a, a normal thing to some group of people. Either way, it was very strange because, you know, that's just a weird scenario for someone to be hitting on you. And it's always that vibe of someone someone that misinterprets me is thinking I'm like a fucking crust punk. That's the kind of person who's attracted to me. People that go like, this guy looks like he doesn't shower ever. And I'm like, what are you talking? I have OCD. I shower three times a day in the summer in New York, okay? It's sweat town here. I'm not a gross dude. And that's what I mean. That's why it's offensive. Is like someone's essentially saying, you're gross and you don't care and that's what makes you sexy. But I'm like, I'm not gross. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck yeah, I might you. look like Fuck Voldemort. I might look like Rob Schneider. I might even look like Schmeagol. But I'm not gross hygienically. Like I'm not a crust man. Get your crust shit out of here. If you want to pick each other's noses and stuff, get out. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. All you stink people, I want you out. I hate the stink. That's the group I am openly against. The stinks. People who, like couples who think each other's farts smell cute. Go fuck yourself. You guys are sick. You're the same couples that are on TikTok revealing that one cheated on the other one. That's, you're all in the same group. None of you have real feelings or emotions. You eat each other's poop and you don't, you don't think about, you just like, whatever. It doesn't matter. You work out together like psychopath couples, like sweating. And, Let's do a couple more reps. You're weird, dirty people. You, you, you work on each other's diets. You know each other's shit patterns. You're psychopaths. Stinkies, get out of here. And for clarity, I don't know if this dentist didn't seem like she was a crust punk. Like, she kept like having to specify, like, I'm into this. But I was like, but I'm not this. So you're not into me. But thanks, I guess. I don't know, it's a strange thing. It's it's a it's a it's a thing that happens to me and people have said, oh if you don't like that, why don't you change how you look? But I don't think that I look like a crust punk. I don't have jackets with tons of pins in them and like that that are black, but now they're burned by the sun, so they're kinda red and like uh, jeans that are all black and burnt by the sun and, and then you like just crust and gray matter everywhere and dreadlocks I don't have these features I don't have a bulldog I don't have a sign I don't have you know homemade tattoos on my hands I am missing a tooth though shit 
Fuck! I do look like a crust punk. Oh no, I'm getting crustier! Shit! This is a... I, I'm having a moment, honestly. Going, oh no! Like, ha, like my residual self-image is so far from how I look, and now that I can see myself, I go like, oh, I do look like I'm homeless. There was a girl that I hooked up with that was like, I think you're hot because you got that Pete Davidson, like, you've got you're like your dying illness vibe. And I was like, okay, well, that's a, again, not a compliment. Someone thinks by saying, I think you're hot because, blank, that makes it a compliment. But if someone said, I think you're hot because you're fat, that wouldn't be a compliment. That would be like, okay, you're fetishizing something, and that's also, like, very rude. Like, I will, I will not date a girl who's like, I like bald guys. Because I'm like, then, then I'm just a fucking fetish to you. That's even worse than you not loving me. So I should clean up my look, try to attract the right person. I mean, no, I'm not going to do it. I, don't, I mean, there's not, I'm allowed to have my septum pierced. Doesn't mean I want to have an orgy, you fuckers. That guy's got a tattoo. He must be into some wild shit. What did you, what, is this like 1976? He's got tattoos. He's bad news. Your grand, my, my mother has tattoos. Everyone's grandmother. These things aren't weird anymore. We've passed this. It's not a signal cue about my gender identity or sexuality. It's nothing. It's a, it's style. Guys, it doesn't, nothing means anything. Who's picking out, like, who they date based on, like, is this guy got a nose ring? Okay, that signals he's into this. Like, what? I had that happen in, in, well, not that, but, like, one time I was getting on the subway and some guy came up to me and he, because I had a, my septum pierce at the time, big bull ring or whatever in my nose, and a guy came up to me and he started saying, I don't remember what he was saying, but it was obviously, it was, it was slurs against homosexual men. He thought I was gay because of this piercing and he was pointing out the piercing means that like I don't know what he what he was saying but he was pointing out that the piercing is the signal for that like I must be fill in the blank and he was very aggressive so much so that I had to leave the subway stop because he was like fighting me on I mean I wasn't even fighting back but I was just like this guy's literally shouting in my face and I'm not I don't know if I can wait 15 minutes for this train while this man gay bashes me Whilst I'm not gay. Um, not that it would be better if he was doing it to the directed audience. It's not okay either way. But I was like, wait, why does this guy think that a nose ring is a signal for someone's sexuality? Like, what What did he learn? Where did he learn that? I haven't heard that in any kind of religion or anything. I haven't heard that, like, yeah, if you get your, you know, the left nostril pierced means you're bisexual. The right nostril pierced means uh, you'll swing anyway. Um, I guess that's the same thing as bisexual. Um the bit wasn't worked out, but my point is this. This guy thought it was a very specific signal that I had never even heard of. The only thing I had ever heard of in that regard was, like, in the 90s I had heard that, like, your left ear pierced alone was a signal that you're gay. But, again, there's a time period where people that are gay or LGBTQ blah, 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 are all stuck in hiding. So, like, there's makes sense to have, like, signals and codes and things within your community that makes sense now it does not like what would i be who who's secretly gay in new york and the only reason i know it is because we openly all wear these rings which would actually show everyone so it's not a secret code hmm i guess this guy was just a stupid piece of shit hopefully he's dead now dear lord i pray that he's dead oh this world would be so much better if so many people died. And I don't, it doesn't have to be painful to just like be, you know, evaporate, whatever. Pop.
pop out of existence. Out of existence. One thing I have been doing that I'm not sure if it's helping or not, but for a couple months now, maybe three months, I've been doing daily meditation, which I haven't done today. Fuck, I should have done it. I'll have to do it after this. I'll have to wind down with a meditation. But I do this meditation, and I do what I often do in life, which is I look into something kind of once, and then I'm not going to look back into the instructions. And I just am going, I do this with yoga, with a lot of things. I'll just, I'll learn a routine of something, work out whatever it is, and then just keep doing that for five years and not adjust it, not learn anything else. So maybe I've learned it wrong, and then I've just trained myself to do things wrong. The same thing happened here with this meditation. Meditation. Basically, I just looked up very, very quickly how to do transcendental meditation. And I don't remember if I read more than three sentences. Then I went on YouTube, looked up guided transcendental meditation, because I thought it was going to be a guy explaining how to do this. But it was not. It was just like an intro, and then it's 22 minutes of a sound that's like... And so... Again, I could I should have stopped there and gone, okay, I need to look up how to do this. What am I supposed to breathing? What am I supposed to do? Because I don't meditate. And I didn't. I just started doing it. So I'm doing this deep, intense, heavy breathing. And I'm what's happening is I'm hyperventilating. So for about a week straight, I was doing this huge heavy breathing and for 20 minutes I would do this and then I would hyperventilate my body would tingle I would go numb and I would think this is amazing this is so cool and then I looked it up eventually and it was like that's hyperventilating and then I remembered that like oh this is something I've done to in my to myself before but I didn't know what it was panic attack whatever it is and it rendered me like a $5,000 medical bill having to go in an ambulance it was interesting to cause it to myself while meditating and then go like, oh, so I didn't have to go in that ambulance. I could have just shut the fuck up and breathe correctly. But instead of going, <gasps> like, I can't catch my breath because I'm breathing so hard. Like, those are the moments I, I kind of get why in movies back then, back in the day, people used to smack each other. Because if I had been smacked before this ambulance came, maybe I would have been like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'll come back. Or if I had known, I guess, what hyperventilating was. But, I mean, it feels the same. But, again, it felt interesting when I was doing it on purpose. Like, when I was meditating, quote-unquote, and just breathing so insanely heavy for 20 minutes, it felt cool. I was like, I'm getting to this other place. And I was. It was just a medically dangerous place. So, eventually, I did look into that you're not supposed to do that. I sorted that out. And then I was like, okay, so the first week of meditating doesn't really count because it was really a week of hyperventilating. But I've still been at it for a few months. It's, it's, I don't know, I, would, it's, I was about to say, it's great. I don't know if it's great. Allegedly, it takes eight weeks for you to, to actually feel any actual benefits, they say, and such. Who knows? Guys, who knows? All I know is, if not having a job and doing nothing all day, if I, if I, can't, find, if I can't meditate and do a little bit of workout during this time period, then I am the scum of the earth. I have no reason not to try some of these things out that I've always in my head been like, I'll probably get to that. Maybe when I'm 55, I'll get in great shape. I'm gonna have a dope body at 55, dude. Dude, it's gonna be wicked, bro. I was thinking of that joke, quote unquote. That's what she said. That makes me, I don't, maybe we've talked about it on the podcast before, I don't remember, but that joke makes me so fucking enraged. Because it's, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's just people wedge that in. It's just it's just someone saying I found a way to grammatically wedge something in, and it's 
and even that right there. So some people saying grammatically wedge something in. Some people would go, that's what she said. And to those people, I want you to kill yourselves. I want you to kill yourselves. Because it's it's what you're doing is so stupid and reveals so much of what you think is funny. That's what she said. It's It's the same as that moment when or though. It's like you're not even creating a joke. You're using a template and you drop in one... You don't drop in anything. You just connect these this template to what someone else said, literally to what someone else said. You're not doing a joke. That's something that line cooks do. That's what she said. That's a line cook thing, you stupid fox. I'm not saying crude jokes can't be funny. At all. I mean, obviously, what are we talking about? I'm ta- I make jokes about people eating shit and drinking pee. It's not about the crudeness. It's about the stupidity. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm serious when I say I want the people who... It's not that if you've ever said it in your life because, you know, everyone's made mistakes. Everyone's done things wrong. But if that's something that you've ever regularly said, I hope that you commit suicide. I pray to every religion you do. It's, it's just so... Fu- oh, it's such a... Oh. It's such a gross thing. And that's what she said only works if everyone knows that concept colloquially. Like, it doesn't... If no one knew what that... Like, the first time that was said, I don't know how that would have worked. Because you would have been... If if it wasn't a phrase that everybody knew as this stupid, you know, baseball basic joke, then it would have been... It would have been like, what? What do you mean? That's what she said when? Because the inflection would have been, that's what she said... What? what does this mean? What the fuck are you talking about? That should be the right reaction to that. Instead of, that's what she said. <laughs> Maybe that's why I hate it. Something about the inflection of, that's what she said, is, to me, it's kind of southern. And you know what I mean by southern, y'all? I mean fucking stupid. That's what she said jokes are like things that like dads do in front of like their daughter's friends. And it's like, okay, you're being a little too sexual, buddy. And they're like, hey, no, no, I'm not. I'm just a man. Well, you're a little creepy, buddy. That's what she said. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the kind of people I'm thinking about, they do that joke to their daughter. The kind of person that says that's what she says, says that joke to their daughter. This has probably happened. Uh, uh, imagine this. Picture this. A man in southern Tennessee or anywhere in the south. Maybe it's Arkansas. Maybe it's one man in every state. But either way, a man holding his little daughter, his beautiful little child of only five years old. And she says, Daddy, me want to go down. And he goes, That's what she said. <laughs> oh, one day you'll get it, honey. And then she's in high school, the same thing happens. There, She's in her bunk bed. And she's like, Dad, I want to go down. And he goes, That's what she says, honey. <laughs> because it's, it's like as if you were sucking my dick. Get it, honey? Get it, sweetheart? It's like if you were sucking dick. Get it? What are you, fucking Louis C.K.? Yeah, it's cool to joke about your daughter gagging on cock. You're you're a cool guy, Louis. And you're a cool guy, Southern man. Guys are such fucking... What's the word? Cunts. Maybe that's too light of a word. Guys are jerks. What if that was the summation of this? I'm doing a bit where I'm talking about grown men who sexualize their daughter in jokes and the end summation is aren't guys jerks? 
can't believe it. I can't believe guys are such jerks. I remembered yesterday that I never actually even promoted our me and Haldane's pilot on this podcast. Not that there's a big fan base. I know it's just the five, but maybe, maybe there's been the sixth. Maybe there's a new member that doesn't know me and they go, who's this kooky guy? What's he up to? Well, we've released a pilot, a comedy pilot, me and my buddy Haldane, and it's called Illegal Allen, and it's on YouTube, and this is a direct promotion for it. One month after it was released. Actually, maybe two. No, we released it in February 12th, January, February, March. Okay, two months after it was released, I'm here to talk about it. I'm here to promote it. I'm ready, finally, to talk about it. But I am. But it, this is the promotion for it. Two months off the mark. Check it out. It's on YouTube.com. Illegal Alley. Featuring a lot of great, funny, funny friends. And that's it. That's all we have to offer. Just funniness, just friendship, and not real friendship, just, I'm just saying watch my thing, and that's, you know, just a promotion, don't expect me to be your friend. I'm very busy sitting by myself with a shattered tooth, trying to come up with some kind of goop to put on it, to fix it, to heal it, because I can heal, I can heal myself, you guys. Those of you who think I can't, deniers. My five deniers. Because the five don't believe in me. They don't believe I can heal myself. They go, oh, Asher, you don't have any telekinesis? Fuck you. I do. I can control you. I just made you ask. I just made you say that to me. I made you say, Asher, you don't have telekinesis. You just don't know it. You're a a simp. You're a cuck. Mama Maria. I was thinking about the other day... The idea of pop stardom. I don't know if people think about it that much, but like there is no way to become a pop star in an indie way. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no such thing as a local pop show. It's not like you know, like, you, know what I mean? like, you go to a, a show, see a local band or whatever, a local group. There's no such thing as like a local pop act. There's not indie pop shows. The, like if you're a pop artist, Ariana Grande, whomever, you got there through connections. You make connections. You release a CD or a debut, whatever album, that comes out on a mainstream label. How did you get there? It's not like you, I put out three albums in this by myself and then eventually a label saw me at one of my local pop shows. It's such a weird thing that like, that's not how pop works and no one cares. Everyone is aware that it's all connections and meeting people and it's it's not the same route as, let's say, rock or, or other genres of like, no, I had to play for many years and you work your way up and hopefully you get seen. Pop is just this other realm where it's like, where, and it doesn't mean that these people don't have talent. I'm just saying, by the time you heard of Lady Gaga, she was already famous. Like, it was, she's on a major label being promoted with a massive music video that's, that, you know, that the label pays MTV, Clear Channel, all these people to pump. So it's like, by the time you hear about her, she's already massive. So where was she before that? There's no, like, there's no step below that. She's like, you know, maybe had a, singer-songwriter kind of BMI deal or something, but, like, there's no step of, like, I'm just, like, working my... I'm just a local guy trying to be a pop star. That doesn't exist. But I desperately want it to. Like, that would that would be... I would love so much to go to those shows instead of local band, a local indie band who's trying to be cool. Like, I want to go see 
local boy bands who are trying to make it. Groups like that do like showcases to a to a label and stuff. And I know what you're saying. Like Backstreet Boys, Britney, all these people had to go play malls and go on these endless tours and not make money, and they were doing that. But they're still only there because Perlman or whoever, like there's still already money involved. That's still maybe they weren't successful in personally making money because they're getting ripped off, but they're still already at a success level. That's still the equivalent to getting with a label is having some weird rich investor go, yeah, I'll pay to put you on the road or whatever. Indie bands, those those kind of angel investor things don't exist. That's just not a real thing. There's no, there's no like guy snooping around that's like, I'll drop a billion bucks in your pocket. It's like, there's just labels that have the money and you have to get to them. But maybe there is somewhere in the US that is like, now every show we, we don't have drums or guitars in this town. We just have microphones. So every show is a pop show. You can rap, you can dance, you can sing, but you can't play no goddamn guitar. Not in my town. It's a pop town. That's a cool movie idea. This town don't like that rock and roll guitar. We're a pop town. Get your goddamn satanic drums out of here. You can't seduce us with your bass lines. We're a Christian town. We listen to Megan Thee Stallion here. We like pop music secular and no we don't think it conflicts with our belief system at all because we consider it it's music it's a beat to dance to okay you don't got to take the words literally i request that my daughters dance to wet ass pussy asap if you know what i mean let's get liberated folks there's an ambulance behind me it's ruining the bit it's ruining my bit that was kind of very into the same territory of like weird weird dads sexualizing their children. Let's not go down that road. Let's just think about who could be in this ambulance behind me. What celebrity just pretended to OD so they could get on TMZ? Vanessa Carlton, maybe? Someone who you haven't heard from in a while. Vanessa Carlton, ODs on oxygen. She had her own little oxygen thing, and they're like, she's, she must be dead. And like, no, she's, she's faking it. Oh, that was one. That just gave me a flashback to one of these uh, cheaters caught red-handed videos. There was one guy who catches his wife. Uh, he's supposed to be out of town. He busts in the door. This is all like live or whatever. His wife's in the bed with his best friend. Catches them. She obviously wakes up immediately. He's like, "Oh shit, she's caught. It's over." But the guy just pretends to be asleep and pretends like he, he won't wake up. So the guy, it's amazing. The man who's catching his wife cheating is like yelling at him going, I know you're not asleep. Obviously, I'm yelling at you. You're not asleep. All the lights are on. And like, it's so hilarious that this guy's reaction was thinking, I can pretend to be asleep. And maybe it's going to go away. Like, what is the end game there? He's going full turtle and just going, uh, I'll pretend to be dead. It's just such a funny reaction when people do these animalistic maneuvers to try to get out of something. It's like, yeah, looking away or closing your eyes won't make something not real, you stupid fuck. Mamma Maria. Okay, I guess we gotta wrap this shit up. So you guys know the drill, uh, no pun intended, about this dentistry. Spread this news. I gotta raise five grand to get a fucking... Or else I'm gonna be missing a tooth in my mouth and not in the back, <laughs> mind you. I'll be missing a tooth in an area that will render me ineligible for love. If you guys want me to have love, you got to get this podcast very famous. Because at this point, I checked the I checked uh, how much money I've made um, from this podcast, 
And I'm not doing it for the money, or at least I wasn't before, but now I am. But I've made $1 on the ads, so it's finally built up to, sorry, $1.09. I've made $1.09 from this podcast so far, and I need $5,000. So let's do what we can. Let's get this to Obama. Let's see, because I feel like he's just hit. Just if Obama could read this on off on Twitter, like Asher, someone give Asher free dental care uh, or a free tooth. That's going to do it. You know, we don't even have to raise five grand, honestly, if we can get Obama to say, like, Asher, he did, he deserves a tooth because he has been a citizen of this country for 35 years. Whatever he would say, whatever kind of nice thing he might say about me, because it would be off the cuff, you know, who knows what he'd say about me. He's a good-looking guy. I don't know. Maybe I can give him notes. But if we can get Obama, then, then no one's on the hook for this financially. But if we can't get Obama, send me the money. Send me the fucking money. I'm going to hold myself ransom. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Hold myself ransom for five grand. But who would pay to my family? Yeah, ultimately, I guess the only people that would give me money is my family. So I'll hold myself ransom to my family to pay five grand. I wonder if they'll call me out and be like, didn't you just say you needed five grand for a new tooth? Didn't you just ask to borrow five grand from us, Asher? Hmm. Okay, that's not gonna work. All right, back to the original. We're getting, we're getting Obama. We're getting Obama on board, guys. Tweet at Obama. Let's do this shit. Catch you next time on This World Blows.